welcome to a brand new Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. My name in the Midwest, Greg Mahachko. My co-host on the West Coast is Chad Smart. Chad, how are you, sir? I am doing great. I've got a little, uh, no, I was going to make a really bad Corona and Lyme coronavirus joke, but no, it's been played out. I, I need to up my game on the show. So no... No lame jokes, only the best material for, for the power half hour. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear your best material. Yeah, I don't have any yet. I've got to work <laughs> on that. So uh, maybe next episode. All right, you have one week to really uh, blow us away with your humor. Uh, I'll, don't make any promises, but uh, yeah, no, it's going good. You know, we're just uh, here. We're. I can't wait to get into the discussion that we're going to uh, on this episode, and you know, this is the Power Half Hour, the fastest half hour in podcasting today. Well, before like before that. we get to this week's uh, topic in this week's movie, in the not my demographic or uh, what you have uh, uh, taken over as the ah, just shit I haven't seen before. <laughs> um, did you get any feedback on our comic book episode from a week ago? I don't get any feedback, no. Well, let's tell people where they can send their feedback. Uh, Chad is on Twitter, at Chad Smart. Very easy to remember. I am on Twitter at TheHooch36. That's the, like the word the, Hooch, like Turner and Hooch. And yes, I have heard that lots of times. And then 36, which is my favorite two-digit number. And, uh, of course, you can join us, uh, be part of the discussion on the Facebook page, and that's Facebook.com, uh, and I don't know if it's an exact URL. I think if it is, it's Power Half Hour. But if you just search for Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour, you're going to see two monkeys looking at clocks and watches, and that's us with terrific original art done by our friend Joe Dodd. Uh, so that was Comic Book Week, uh, or, or Comic Books was the topic last week, and I had a lot of fun with that. I have a feeling that you're going to carry the share of talking this episode chad because you selected a movie that was nowhere near my radar take it away chad all right yes as you correctly pointed out i've taken this from not my demographic to just find a random movie that i haven't seen that i, I feel like we should talk talk about and watch and this one i was uh, a couple weekends ago just flipping through all the streaming services and uh actually i think it was um when I was going to watch Cocktail for the Out of Touchstone podcast, where we're doing the history of Touchstone films, can I say I on, can I say that's an yeah. underrated Tom Cruise movie? Well, you can say that. I don't know if anybody would agree with you. I know certainly. Well, you'll just have to wait for that episode to drop and get our full thoughts. But while looking for Cocktail on Voodoo, uh, I came across this movie and I had completely forgotten about it. It's a movie called Josh and Sam. That's S period, A period, M period. Uh, it's a little acronym, even though the kid's name is Sam. And what drew me to this film? Well, first off, let me start and just say this movie came out in the fall of 1993. So I would have been 19 years old uh, in college. This totally would have been off my radar. Uh, and especially being, uh, in a place where I didn't have a car, so I wasn't going to the theater as often. You, Greg, said that you have no recollection of this film? Yeah, I'd never heard of it until you said, hey, let's watch Josh and S.A.M. Uh, next time, right. Josh and Sam. So I'm like, uh, okay. 
All right. So what drew me to this film is the lead actor that plays Josh is Canadian actor Jacob Tierney. Do you know who this is, Greg? The name sounds familiar. Uh, tell tell everybody who Jacob Tierney is, at least who he is now, or, now. or, or, or a role that they might know him. And then we have to play the trailer as well. So, All right. Well, I know Jacob Tierney. He probably does not remember me. I, I have worked on one film in my life, and it was a film called Poor White Trash, which unfortunately is not streaming anywhere. Otherwise, I would tell you to go out and watch it. <laughs> and Jacob Tierney played – the sidekick character and takes place in Southern Illinois. And so I was like, Oh, Jacob, I knew at the time that he had been in some other stuff and he was working on a few projects of his own, but now people probably are best known, best know him from a little Canadian show called letter Kenny, where he is, I believe co-creator. He's the director of all the episodes and he plays Glenn on the show. And as you said, here's the trailer. There comes a time in every man's life when he's got to strike out on his own. For Josh and Sam, that time came early. No more parents. Go to your room. Go to your room. Josh. Josh. No more school. This monster! No, Sam! And no more rules. Where's Sam? It's none of your damn business where I am, mister. Sam? Just the open road, a fast car, and one screwed-up brother. Josh, it's me, Sam. Huh? Why run away from home when you can drive? Sam, you're going way too fast. I am not. Look, those are 220. Who needs an allowance when you've got plastic? Yes. The card was used in Boise, Idaho, then Kansas City. Yeah, I got a message for you. Who needs home cooking when you can order pizza? Okay, who pays for the pizza? Last time I signed, I left a $50 tip. Well, maybe you can sing. Castle Rock Entertainment presents the comic adventures of Josh and Sam. Get off that now! No, Sam! Two brothers who took the long way home. See, Mom, this is what happens when you drink while you're pregnant! Yeah. Now, was that the Letterkenny trailer or the Josh and Sam trailer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for uh, Of course, it, it, if you're with us, uh, you know, listening along, uh, for clarification's sake, in case there was any doubt, that's the trailer for Josh and Sam. Uh, again, uh, Jacob Tierney is Josh. Noah Fleiss is Sam. That's another name that I'm not altogether familiar with, if I can, yeah. uh, if I can say that, uh, uh, if that's allowed. You can say that. I don't think he has look, – I looked up his IMDb when I was watching the movie, and I don't think he's done anything that I can uh, recall off the top of my head that people might know him from. However, the rest of the cast, uh, there are a lot of people that uh, you might know, like Udu Kerr, who plays Tanning Salon Manager. Not a name Ronald, I'm familiar with. Ronald Gutman. Anne Hearn. You, you don't know these people? No, well, but about- – how about Stephen Tobolesky? Yes. Uh, I believe I'm familiar with. most people today might know him as the principal on the Goldbergs. Correct. Okay. Uh, Joan Allen, who 
the only things that come to mind are Pleasantville and The Contender. I'm sure she's done much uh, more so since the 90s. She was in a uh, a few. I, I don't know how. I don't think it was the first one. I believe the second one and third of the Jason Bourne movies. Okay. Yes. And she's done more than that. I mean, she she's a, and she's from Illinois. I think a lot of people don't know that. Nice. Uh, Chris Penn. Who who doesn't love a good Chris Penn performance? You know Willard from Footloose. And also from Reservoir Dogs and other films. Um, and then we have Martha Plimpton. You know, she was in The Goonies. That's pretty much all you need to say. But she was also the mom on Raising Hope and has been, you know, she is Hollywood. I don't, I don't say royalty, but her family is big in the uh, the Carradines, are big in the Hollywood, Hollywood industry. And here's a more recent credit for uh, Miss... Um uh, Martha Plimpton, in that she was in Frozen 2 as a voice. Okay. That's all I know. Hmm. Yelena. Interesting. If, if you have a young one who have, you have seen, uh, taken to see Frozen 2, and I'm, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you, the listener, and you remember the character Yelena, that was Martha Plimpton. I saw Frozen 2. I don't remember oh. that character. Yeah, I haven't seen and, Frozen 2. Yeah. And then... Making a having a small role to round out the cast is Jake Gyllenhaal. So again, this is 1993, so he would have been about 15 or 16 years old, I believe, maybe younger. I, I have no idea how old Jake Gyllenhaal is. I, you know, I just watched that movie over last night and before we started recording. And now that you mention it, I don't remember. I mean, he must have been a very young Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and again, the movie was made in '93. Uh, he was born in a time before then. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. It's just not going fast enough on the scrolling aspect of it. He's 5'11 and a half. That doesn't tell us anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's, I, yeah. I, I can't answer that question. I, I just know he plays the stepbrother in yes. the movie. So he would have been, yeah, around somewhere between the age of 13 and 30. We'll just go with that. Fair. Uh what I just found out right before we started recording is that the movie was produced by Martin Brest. Do you know who Martin Brest That's is? That's not a name. It, a lot of the small to mid-time players uh, in in the producing ranks, I don't know. You know, I give you is okay. that like Jerry Bruckheimer or Joel Schumacher or yeah. Michael Bay. Then those are names I know. Okay. Well, Martin Brest is probably I would I know him more as a director. Um, although if you would have questioned me about it, I would have really had to think what he has directed. But uh, among his credits are Beverly Hills Cop, Midnight Run, Scent of a Woman, and a movie that uh, we may have to get around to watching at some point on this series, the 2003 Benefer classic, Geely. Never seen it. Neither have I, but. I'm surprised I have not, given how much I like really bad films. And wait, you're going to make me sit through Gigli, potentially, down the road, but still are as staunchly adamant against watching Titanic as I am? Uh, well, I have seen Titanic. Okay, well, there you go. So, uh, I mean, we can discuss Titanic in a future episode if you want. I may not watch the film again and just rely on memory, but uh, yeah, I'm just saying it, it's there. So let's jump into Josh and Sam because I knew this movie. Uh, I knew of this movie, I should say. And I knew it was about two brothers who are on a road trip. 
you texted me while you were watching and said, uh, let me pull up your text real quick so I can quote you correctly. But you kind of had the same idea I I had. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I, you said text, so I'm looking at text, but it's actually Yeah, I'm looking at text, and it was actually through Messenger because I we, guess you're old and you're using Messenger. We, uh, uh, we need to alert the listeners that we have about four or five different ways <laughs> that we communicate. Uh, so yeah, I, let me, let's read the conversation. I'll read my part. You read yours. All right. So I said, uh, by the way, this was Sunday night at about eight 30. I said, Josh and Sam, 10 minutes in and this movie's already messed up. Where do you come up with these movies? And then I had a response. I had nothing really to do with Josh and Sam, but I said, if you had stars and this is for all you listeners out there who do have stars, I'd recommend family for the next one. Career woman has a, has to watch her niece who meets a juggalo and the climax takes place at the gathering. To which I responded, I think <laughs> I, in parentheses, or at least my wife, close parentheses, will pick the next one. Yours are so random. Well, yes. Yes, that is what I like about uh, the series, is just the random randomness of it all. But anyway, <laughs> we'll discuss family later because, wow, that was a, a movie as well. But, so but Josh and Sam. Speaking of family, and particularly speaking of Juggalos, uh, real quick, did you see after the WWE Super Showdown uh, in which Bill Goldberg defeated The Fiend for the one of the titles? This was a screen grab that a uh, friend of the show, Josh, shared uh, on Facebook. And it's a, it's, it's a screen grab that somebody photoshopped this picture and uh, this title into, of all places, Pornhub. And it says, uh, Granddad pounds BBW Juggalo while everyone watches. And it's a picture of Goldberg spearing the fiend in front of the live crowd. And when when you know what a juggalo is, and cause, you know, I listened to ICP in the 90s. Uh, I, I, that picture just, I laughed at that. Laughed out loud for too long. Anyway. That, that's incredible. And I, I will go probably to my grave saying one of my biggest regrets in life is the year that uh, Jittery Monkey podcasting co-host, host, however you want to refer to him, Kevin Hunsberger of the My One Two Three Cents show, got media passes to go to the gathering when it was still being held in Southern Illinois. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to go? And I, and unfortunately one of our friends was getting married that same weekend and I chose the wedding over the gathering. That's probably smart. Uh, I mean, I'm sure my immune system is very thankful for that, but I just, I, at one point in life, you gotta, you gotta experience the juggalos. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> So, Josh and Sam. Josh and Sam, yeah, I feel like we're going to – this episode is going to be like very Skull Buster Russellcasty, where we just have a topic that we may get around to for about five minutes. And Skull Buster Russellcast, another podcast by our good friends Tom and Jason Skull. You can check them out on Podbean as well. Cheap plug. They don't sponsor this show. but They might just not even listen there. to this show. What's that? They might not even listen to this show. Well, we'll have to change that. I'm telling you, Todd, they, we talk about them. I'm sure yeah. they'll listen. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how I get Kevin to listen to my shows. By saying, just, by dropping his name? Yeah. And then he texts you when he hears it, and then he turns it off. He's like, I heard my name. Click. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All anyway. right, so Josh and Sam, not Kevin. Josh and Sam. Okay, so 
Josh and Sam are, Josh is 12 years old. His younger brother, Sam, is seven. They are products of a split household. The mom lives in California. The father, as we mentioned earlier, played by Stephen Tobolesky, lives in Florida with his new wife and two stepkids, one of which is Jake Gyllenhaal. The mom has the new boyfriend, Jean-Pierre, I believe is his name. Yes, Jean-Pierre, Ronald Gutman, for those of you keeping score. She sends Josh and Sam off to Florida for the summer to live with her dad. And Josh is not very happy. He's kind of a, you know, he's at that age where he's just, uh, I don't know how you explain it, because if I had actual words in my mouth, it's very easy to explain. But Josh is just not happy being, you know, he he thinks the dad cares more about the stepbrothers than Josh. So he's early adolescent um, and. Yeah, I think because of the having spent, you know, X amount of time with mom on the West Coast uh, or wherever mom is, uh, you know, as you mentioned, dad's in Florida, that, you know, he's he feels out of place in his dad's home to which point, you know, he's arguing and and, you know, they're they're teasing him. Uh, and, and this is where I text you. They're teasing him in really cruel ways that you're like, oh, you can't say that now. I mean, it's it's that kind of. I mean, it's not even teasing. Yeah. It's 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 almost you know verbal and emotional abuse. And he's sitting there he, and he's crying, and his dad's telling you know trying to tell him to toughen up. And at the end of the movie, you get a really nice dissection as to why dad was being so hard on him and wanting him to you know be tougher and be stronger. Mm-hmm. But you know at at the time, uh, you know he you know his dad's sitting at the table or sitting at his chair reading the uh, paper, and and Josh is you know just he's like can I get up and go? And, and is that, you know, dad's like, uh, you can go and you clean your plate. And so his stepbrothers are just, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, lean in on him and, and talk about him and he's crying and he's like, fine. And he like, you know, just scrapes all the food off his plate onto the table. And, and his dad says, Josh, go to your room. And he's like, my room, damn dad, you're in my room. You know, cause he's in the, you know, he doesn't have a room and he's sleeping on the couch or, you know, on a fold out, bed or something like that and you so you get very early on you get the fact that josh is, just does not want to be with his dad he doesn't feel loved by his dad he just wants to be back home with his mom but that is you know another issue all by itself yeah because even with the mom he doesn't fit in he doesn't like the new boyfriend which comes into play a couple scenes later where the dad tells josh and sam they're going back to california for a week because the mom has agreed to marry Jean-Pierre and they're going to move to France and then the boys will come live with the father full time. Well, they get uh, stranded in Dallas due to a, uh, a storm and that grounds all the planes. And Josh has somehow convinced Sam that he is a, uh, not a robot, but he's a, a modified child army soldier that the parents have sold to the Pentagon and he's going to get shipped to Africa to fight in whatever war was going on in Africa at the time. This is where the movie just like kind of went, I don't want to say it went off the rails, but I did not expect this left turn out of this film. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to stop you right there. If, if you have made it this far <laughs> in, in the show and you heard the trailer, you think that it's, you know, it's just a couple of brothers going out on a road trip and, you know, maybe I don't even remember if in the trailer it says, by the way, they're 12 and 
not even 10 yet. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, a couple of little scamps just, you know, trying to, you know, have a, uh, it, it's like Eric and Corey Matthews at when Eric graduated high school and he's going on the road trip, you know, for the summer, except it's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, because then later some stuff happens. They meet Chris Penn. More stuff happens. They think they kill Chris Penn. And that leads them to both decide to flee to Canada. And, you know, Josh is going because he thinks he's killed a man. Sam doesn't want to be sent to Africa. So they head off on this road trip uh, by stealing Chris Penn's car. And then along the way, they meet uh, Allison, who's played by Elizabeth, um, not Elizabeth Perkins. That's a whole other movie. Martha <laughs> Plimpton. <laughs> that's a whole other movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meet up with Martha Plimpton. Eventually, they do make it to Canada. But this, so that's where I'm going to stop with telling you about the movie because I think load up Voodoo on your streaming platform of choice and go watch this movie. This movie is just so bonkers in that everything that goes on and like Sam just like he will not accept the fact that he is not a trained soldier and he thinks he does some stuff that makes him think that he has actually been modified and josh is just like no you idiot I'm, i lied to you and he's like no no i it's true i just again like you said i was expecting a nice little road trip film this movie it wow. got dark didn't it yes i i mean you have the you know the the trained soldier and and uh you know you have josh who used his dad's computer to essentially forge all of these you know, high, you know, documents that, you know, are in a file that Sam, you know, he shows to Sam. He's like, see, you don't want to, you don't want to go to this war. And if we stay here, that's what's going to happen. So that's what kickstarts their journey. They meet Chris Penn, as you said. Uh, they, you know, they knock him out and steal his rental car, <laughs> which, by the way, when you get that car back, you know, Chris Penn, you're going to have quite a, a, a bill for mileage. On that, but they mm. go, you know, from Texas to, I, if I remember correctly, well, you, you don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil uh, it. However, I cannot, how, how can I put this in, in a decent way? I cannot recommend this movie. Not, really? Not can't okay. recommend enough. I just, uh. this was like homework for me. And, <laughs> and, and at the end, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, that there's that one, like the dad, Stephen Tobolowski has that one redeeming, you know, conversation with his son, Sam. Uh, but there's just not a whole lot about this movie to like, except for, you know, the, I'll say this, Allison, you know, Martha Plimpton's character, uh, the, was it the Liberty? Liberty made. Thank you. Um, which by the way, Josh is making all of this up as he goes. Um, mm -hmm. He says, we got to find the Liberty Maid. She'll have, you know, long blonde hair with a red hat. And sure enough, that's what Allison happens to be wearing as she's, you know, walking along the side of the road, essentially hitchhiking. Um, but, you know, I I think that what I did like the most about this movie is the relationship that formed. At one point, you know, she calls uh, Josh and Sam her younger brothers, you know, and, and she wants them to, you know, stay with her in, in X town. I'm not going to you know, mentioned because I don't want to spoil, but, you know, she's mm -hmm. with them along for the journey and really shows like a, a caring, you know, big sister 
almost almost motherly aspect to her. Um, and that was that was like my favorite part of the movie. Just you know, watching those you know essentially two brothers who don't like each other and a stranger, and you know Josh is saying, "Will you please help us? Hey, we have a car. You are walking. You just drive us, and you know we'll." We'll take you anywhere you want to go, type of thing. It, the the premise of the movie, my God, it, I mean, it's so far fetched. Like I was, I was lost very, like just I was pulled out of believability very. Now, early now on. wait a minute. You are a comic book fan. You watch all the Marvel movies, and this movie was too far fetched for you. Yeah, for shame. Well, let me let me let me tell you the difference in Iron Man. I know that a man's not really building a suit to, you know, fly from New York to the Middle East to stop, you know, terrorism and save up a, a small village because that one guy in a cave helped him out that one time. Like, I know that's not really cable. Heavy. Like this, this here, it's like how, look, I get it. It's your older brother and you're the younger brother, but how are you really going to, you know, spoiler, I'll say this. How are you going to bite on a piece of foil and think, oh, yes, uh, that must be the trigger that I have that nobody else does. I'm a mutant who's going to be sent off to fight, you know, the children's war. I think because he was looking at an issue of Time or or Newsweek or something like that. Probably a real issue, um, you know, that talked about, you know, these young um, resistance fighters possibly or whatever they were in, in, in Africa in the early 90s. But, uh, you know, it's just like. Come on, it, it and and the lies just got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper from Josh and and Sam's just like, oh yes, well obviously I, I'm a, I'm this you know super soldier and then when Josh is like, hey Sam, you're not really I, I made it all I made it all up and Sam's like, no, now you're just trying to you know you're 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 one of them now you're trying to get me to the Pentagon or whatever it's like come on how is how is saying you're a mutant, a super soldier, more believable than saying, I made it all up because I hate my dad. Our dad, whatever it might be. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'll, I'll give you, I'll grant you a little bit of that. I just, uh, and for the record, SAM stands for strategi- Strategically Altered Mutant. See, yeah, that's why I which, threw the mutant word in yeah. there, because I knew. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think it's just, after this past weekend where... I watched a couple of low budget films for the out of touchstone podcast. And then, uh, having signed up for the stars free trial weekend or week, uh, to watch family, I watched a couple more bad low budget films. And I just, I, you know, over on popology One Hundred and One, another show that I do over on the positive cynicism podcast network. Uh, we just started a series on guilty pleasures. We're going to be talking about movies in a future episode. I I've come to the realization that, I like these bad films because they're so different than what we get from the mainstream Hollywood um, production cycle now. So I, I highly recommend Josh and Sam, not because it's good, just because it's so bizarre and so dark for a teen uh, road film, you know, because the target audience for this is obviously someone like 10 to 14 years old. And With a lot of swearing. I mean, a yes. lot of swearing. Um, by the way, uh, the film premiered November 24th, 1993 mm-hmm. at Planet Hollywood in New York City. 
Jacob Tierney, Noah Fleiss, and their families attended the premiere. But get this, Chad, none of the other actors and none of the crew members attended the premiere. So it was yeah, like I mean, it was like family night at the movie for two families. <laughs> I I do have uh, some box office information. Mm-hmm. Um, it had an estimated budget of eighteen million dollars, with a opening week in the U.S. at uh, eight hundred thousand dollars, and grossing only about double of that worldwide, uh, or, or in the U.S. It didn't. It looks like it wasn't even released. Uh, beyond the domestic uh, and it only grossed 16 or 1.6 uh, and a half million dollars. It's just, uh, I mean, come on. It's, I expect it better from you. Castle rock entertainment and new line cinema. Yeah. I, I trying to look up what else came out around that time. Let me uh, see if I can pull that up real quick as we uh, are running out of time here. But I just, uh, I, I don't know. I, what can I say more about this movie? Uh, just, just real quick, the other movies that were released, Three Musketeers, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Adam's Family Value, Mrs. Doubtfire, My Life, Cool Runnings was October. So, yeah, I can still see why Josh and Sam were, uh, you know, kids are probably going to see Mrs. Doubtfire more than Josh and Sam. I think I saw uh, Wayne's World 2 in theaters about that time. So okay. just putting that putting that out there. Uh Chad, can I ask a favor? Don't pick any more films? Don't no no, not don't pick any more films. <laughs> just don't do that to me again. All right. Well, just remember, Cats comes out on DVD April eighth. You're not doing that to me either. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery.